Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. If you'd like to learn more about us and our many upcoming author events, please visit skylightbooks.com, where you can browse our inventory, buy books, and join our Friends with Benefits Club. You can also follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. To speak to a real live bookseller like me, please call 323-660-1175. Thanks for your support, and enjoy. For tonight, we're going to start out with a little bit of a talk from Simon. He's going to give a presentation, and then we'll do a Q&A and a signing. Um, just a note, uh, if you would like your book signed, please purchase it ahead of time. The line will be shorter, I promise. Um, and once we are all uh, finished up here, I'm going to have you line up along these bookshelves here. So just keep that in mind for the signing. Um, all right, so if you could all help me out and silence your cell phones, as I'm doing right now. I will introduce Simon. Simon Hanselman was born in 1981 in Launston, Tasmania. Wow. Butchered it. <laughs> His New York Times best-selling Megan Mog series has been translated into 13 languages, nominated for multiple Ignatz and Eisner Awards, and won best series at the Angoulême. 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 Oh, thank you. It's French, so of course, uh, yeah. Angoulême International Comics Festival. In 2018, he currently lives in Seattle, Washington with his wife and a rotating cast of small animals. Please give it up for Simon Hanselman. Good evening, Los Angeles. All right, so the presentation is a, a reading, just like a straight reading of a chapter from the book, chapter two from Bad Gateway, the, uh, the new Megan Mogg book from Fanographics Books. I'm going to do the voices and click through, and it'll basically be like watching an adult swim show. Runs about 14 minutes, no commercials. Um, I shouldn't stand in front of the screen, that would be kind of awkward. Um, I guess I'll bend down. All right, I'll be back here. All right, so I'm just going to start doing it. Let's get the show on the road. It's called Rollerblades Chapter 2 from Bad Gateway. It does contain a lot of swearing. Fuck. All right, this is the last little bit. I'll have it up. How does this look to you? Hmm, well that half looks bigger. Fine, you have that half. God damn it, that was nothing. Jones! 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 Uh, what? I was asleep. Dude, can you do us an eighth on credit? Oh, fuck, I wish. Town's dry. Why do you think I was trying to sleep? Well, when are you getting more? I don't know, when they grow more. Fuck. I think Mike uh, might have a secret guy if you've got cash. Really? 
But we don't have any cash. Nah, nah, well, he won't do credit. And where's all your cash gone? On rent. And I guess we overspent a bit last week, again. We get paid next week. You got any cash? Uh, I'm in the same boat, waiting for some payments. Hmm. Hmm. There any shit around here to pawn? <sighs> Not really. We sold all the DVDs, all my old CDs. We sold Mog's Pogs. <sighs> There's not really much left to scavenge. Anything? No, a bunch of dirty old gloves and poisons. Bah. Uh. Hey, Al never came back for his mail. Maybe there's some checks in here. Hmm, junk, junk, junk. Not even anything funny. Fuck, no, there's nothing good here. Balls. What about the shed? There's all those boxes out there. Oh, wow, of course. There must be tons of shit out there. Hmm. Hmm. This is pretty shitty stuff. Bunch of old moldy pants. Over here is just full of recycling and doorknobs. I got coat hangers, dead coffee maker, pants and doorknobs. Yeah, more doorknobs over here. This box is all doorknobs. Oh, whoa. What, spider? No, my old rollerblades. Ooh, Wayne Gretzky's. Those are fancy rollerblades. Yeah. How much do you think we can get for them? Whew. Whew. Whoa, you still got it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, get them off. Here's the pawn store. Fuck. I feel really weird selling them. My mother worked so hard for these. I think she, like, went without drugs to get them for me. That's a beautiful story, Meg. But we need money for drugs. Good afternoon, my good man. Do we have something special for you? Look at these beautiful Gretzkys. Blades are making a big comeback, I hear. All the cool kids are blading. I'll give you five bucks. Five bucks? Oh, come on, these are Gretzky's. They, they cost like $300 in the 90s. Yeah, what can I tell you? Ain't no kids buying no rollerblades no more. Come on, these gotta be worth at least 100 bucks. <laughs> he's, knock, he's, he's, he's knocked over the bicycles. I'll give you 20 and you get the fuck out of my store. Fuck, $20? No fucking way, that's barely any drugs. That guy's a crook. We'll bus on over to Smitty's. He'll give us a fair price. Okay. Hey, Smitty old pal, do I got a bargain for you? Hmm. Yeah? Yeah, what you got? Yeah, what you, uh, what you want for these? Um, uh, 80 bucks. <laughs> 80 bucks? I'll give you three. That's me being generous. Three dollars? Yeah, sorry, sweetheart. There's no demand for fancy Canadian rollerblades. 
<laughs> he's knocked over the bicycles again. Uh, how much longer? Not too much farther. Okay. This place knows their shit. Ding, ding. Nick, how you doing? Uh, fuck. What do you want, Jones? You know those dildos you sold me last month turned out to be stolen. Oh, I don't know anything about that. No way! Listen, I got something good for you today. Mm. Come on, look at these beautiful Gretzkys. Damn fine condition. You won't find another pair of these in this condition. These were 300 retail. 300! Google it. Two bucks. Come on, Nick. How long have we known each other? Two bucks is a good price for these. Take it or fucking leave it. <laughs> there's, there's drums involved now. It's bicycles and drums. It's, it's escalated. Okay. There's one more place I want to try. Seriously, seriously. This place is going to be the one. Fuck! Doug's cash stop is gone? Man, end of a fucking era! Damn! Okay, okay, I know another place across the state line. Oh, dude, it's over. I can't do this anymore. This is fucking pointless. City porn guy offered us 20 bucks. Let's just go back to him! Yeah, yeah, 20's better than nothing. We can get a 16th for that. Okay, I'm calling Mike. Mike, hey, yeah, you seeing your man today? Oh yeah? Okay, okay. All right, see you there. What's happening? He's meeting the guy in a few hours. He says if we meet him at the bar, he'll sort us out. Oh yes, oh fuck yeah, oh thank God. Okay. Hey, back again. <laughs> so uh, I guess we'll take you up on your offer. Nah. Changed my mind. What? Oh, come on. Shouldn't have turned it down the first time. Oh, man, come on. Please, please, we're desperate. Please. Please. <laughs> It's, it's been such a long day. Please. Boom! Nice job with the tears, Meg. Way to turn it on. Yeah. Okay, let's go meet up with Mike. I can't wait to get high. Woo! Right, sports bar. Got wings that'll make you shit. 23 TVs and $10 two-for-one man greeters. You can smell the toilets from the seats there. Setting the scene. You ready to order some drinks yet? 
We're still waiting for our friend. You sure I can't start you off with anything? Well, that'd be a bit fucking rude, wouldn't it? I, I'm sure our friend will be here soon. God fucking damn it, where the fuck is he? Call him again. Dude, he's not answering. I don't want to piss him off. He said he'll be here, he'll be here. Meg? What's wrong? I'm just, I don't know. My rollerblades. Just selling off my memories so cheaply. It fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah, I feel ya. Like, like last year when I sold them my stuffed animals. They were my childhood friends. Horace, Snowy, Coco, Leo, Lionel, Toffee. I put them all in a trash bag and sold them all to some creep for fucking nothing. God, they're probably in a fucking landfill. Probably got used as rags. They, they deserve better. <laughs> Fuck. Look, I don't know what to do, guys. He ain't getting back to me. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You three need to order something. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Jones, call Mike again. His phone's turned off, dude. It ain't happening. Fuck. <sighs> yeah, looks like we'll have to head home. I got some sleeping pills. Just gonna knock myself out, I think. God damn it, I wanna get high. Yeah, me too, man, me too. Oh, hey, what? Let's get some ammo. The sex shop on the next block sells it. Uh, ammo? Yeah, you get a pretty good rush off it. Do some chin-ups straight after sniffing, send you to space. No, we should wait, what if Mike calls? He ain't calling now. Come on, we'll smoke a ton of cigarettes and half a bunch of ammo. We can have a little dance party. Hmm, that sounds kind of nice. Oh, closed. Oh, fuck. Fine, let's go. Wait, I, I see someone in there. Hey. Hey. Jones, it's over. Oh, yeesh, what's going on out here? We're closed. Dude, we got 20 bucks, sell some ammo. Hey, look, sorry, I turned the register off. I'm out back cooking my dinner. Oh, please, please, oh ho All right, let's go hang out at the mall for a bit, do some huffing. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Mmm. Gimme. Oh, mmm. Okay, that's not bad. Oh, oh, that's lovely. Oh, yeah. More, let's get loose. Gimme, what are you doing? 
I want to get a deeper sniff. I'm going to hover this pen tube down inside. Dude, be careful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Whoa. Let me try. Hang on, hang on. It's my pen. Oh, fuck. Fuck. You spelt it. Fuck. Hey, where are you going? Fuck, did it all spill? Yes. Oh, shit. Wait, there's a little bit left in here. What the fuck are you looking at? Uh, all right, where the fuck did Jones go? I think he went over here. Oh man, I'm flying. All right, I guess he went inside. Nah, no, not in this one either. Oh fuck, well I don't know. Yeah, I don't see him anywhere. Well, this sucks. Yeah. Let's go home. <sighs> Jones? Hmm. What do you want to do? I don't know, may as well just go to sleep. It's 8 p.m. Well, there's no fucking weed. What the fuck am I supposed to want to do? All right, don't snap at me. I'm not fucking snapping at you. I'm just feeling like shit. Okay, fine, fuck it. <laughs> fuck, this sucks. Why don't we watch the new Black Mirror? We'll lose ourselves in dystopian sci-fi. Uh, I don't want to waste those on not being high. And they'll suck if we're not high. <sighs> well, I don't know. Uh, hey, did you hear that? Jones? Jones! We found you! Mm -hmm. What's the ammo? What? There's the amel. The amel? Uh, here. There's barely anything in there. What is it? 
Is it Mike? He, he just showed up at the bar with the weed guy. Oh. Oh, shit. Fuck! That's the end of that chapter. Wow. That's that's chapter two of uh, eight chapters, I believe. Uh, The first chapter is 50 pages, then that one, then six additional chapters. Uh, Real bang for your buck. Uh, Fun fact, I did actually do uh, a lot of theatrical coughing training for that performance. So I've been studying under Jeremy Coughing. who's uh, the Pacific Northwest's premier uh, theatrical coughing coach. So I hope you enjoyed that, because I've been working very hard on that. Um, Yes, without further ado, I think there's going to be a short improvised Q&A, I've been told. Um, So I think that'll happen, and then I'll be drawing in books. Uh, At this point, I assumed someone would walk onto the stage and say, yes, I'm hosting the Q&A, as discussed earlier. Or maybe we decided that I was just going to do it on my own. Did we decide I was just going to do it on my own? Or Yeah, that's right, because we were going to call upon questions from the audience, perhaps, to give it some, you know, some zest. Yeah. Did you want to take the mic? No, I don't need the mic. I can just call them. Okay. Do I not need to use the mic? I don't, it's up to you. All right. I think, I think in the back they would like for you to use the mic. All right. Well, fire away with this uh, short burst improvised Q&A. Oh, I thought you were going to facilitate it and, like, you know, do the crowd work and... Could, you know, we could just skip it, but, you know, it depends. People could put their... Oh, annoying questions. Fantastic. Well, he doesn't get kicked out, he leaves because of the toxic behaviour of Meg Mogg and Werewolf Jones. He leaves of his own accord, willingly. He doesn't get kicked out. Okay. You've not done your research. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what was the question? Yes, this is a common uh, problem. There's Mega Hex, the first book, which came out in 2014, and the owl moves out at the end. And then there's two more subsequent books, which are generally, I would say, expansion packs. They're set in the continuity during or before the end of Mega Hex. And there is a small note in the front of both of those subsequent editions. But it is hard to see. I think it's actually sideways, crammed in somewhere in some indicia and Library of Congress numbers. So a lot of people don't spot it. Uh, It's not just you. But yes, there is a continuity. The new book from Fanographics Books, Bad Gateway, picks up where Al has left and uh, ties everything together and neatly dovetails everything. It was a bit like George R. R. Martin, the way that the Game of the Thrones got, got ahead of him with the books. I, I feel like I, I got behind. As also Werewolf Jones is supposed to die in 2017. And when I wrote that, I thought that by 2017, much like George R. R. Martin, that... I'd be up there, but, you know, I was throwing out baseballs at too many baseball games and I got distracted and I went to all the comic cons and I was buying hats and fluffing my beard and, yeah. 
But yes, there is a continuity. It'll all make sense eventually. It, it rewards deep study. Yeah. It's, it's like the, uh, the building stories by Chris Ware. You, you, you put it together like a puzzle. It's a, it's a rainy Sunday activity. Great question. Yeah. Does it, anyone else have a... Oh, your hand went up first, I believe. Sorry, Mog. Yeah, I call him Mog. Some things I learned when I started. When I started doing books, well, I mean, this harkens back to the 80s when I was a wee lad. Um, I started self-publishing when I was eight years old. Uh, I don't know where I got the idea, but I went to the, the corner milk bar where they had the Xerox machine, and I Xeroxed up my eight-year-old child comics, and I'd sell them on the playground. Would you like to buy a comic for a dollar? I used to give away free gifts. There'd be a free uh, Garfield Band-Aid strapped to the front cover. That was a you know, marketing incentive. I'd seen magazines with the free gifts, you know, free nail polish. So I was like, okay, okay. People want medicinal and beauty supplies on their magazines. I think I did delicately tape it on. I may have used uh, a putty of some sort. I can't quite remember. This was in 89. Um, and, you know, we were doing a lot of cocaine back then. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so it was, it was crazy, the 80s. I mean, it was a real rat race as a, as a child entrepreneur. But yeah, I, you know, I, much like Peter Pan, I just I never stopped making my, my zines. I dropped out of high school, got in trouble for printing my zines. The, the principal said, you can't do this. You, you, you cannot self-publish. And I was like, well, you're a dickhead, mate, because there's the Riverside Gazette. It's a self-published local newspaper. What the fuck are you talking about? And so I dropped out of high school and, and pursued this. I worked at McDonald's. Um, I used to scrub uh, shit, uh, bird shit specifically out of aircraft hangars. Worked in call centers for a long time. That's where I worked on my speaking skills. Um, yeah, and just kept cracking at it. And, uh, you know, made zines for years, sold them at local fairs, made friends with other cartoonists, you know, made lifelong friends, met my wife uh, through comics. Uh, it brings people together. It's a beautiful thing, art in all its forms. It's, yeah, I'm getting so wistful now. But yeah, just kept cracking on and it, uh, put stuff on uh, the internet in 2012. A friend of mine said, instead of playing noise shows and shirtlessly screaming at people with a synthesizer and then trying to sell witch comics in the lobby, put your comics online, maybe. Then people would see them outside of the shirtless synthesized uh, blasts of, you know, shit core garbage noise. Uh, and that worked. The internet, uh, yeah, people read them and they got passed around. But I, did, I had 200 pages of Mega Mog at that point, so I, you know, I had this big backlog, like an entire graphic novel's worth of work. So people were like, who's this person? Where have, where, where have they come from? What's all this? What's this witch doing to this owl? What's happening? And it, yeah, it just sort of you know went low-level viral, as viral as an alternative comic can go. It went that, as precisely that viral, and uh, the publishers came a knocking. They they cynically said we can probably make money from this, and they all swooped in. <laughs> and they've made a bit of coin. I, you know, I try not to embarrass them when I'm out on the road, uh, and it's going all right. Um, <laughs> I can afford food now. Um, I don't get behind on my rent anymore. And I get to draw witches all day. It's, uh, it's quite beautiful. And it's the, the magic of art. And if I did it from, uh, from Tasmania, you can do it from anywhere. Let your star shine. Yeah, it's Errol Flynn, the, the girl from the, the Transformers movie, the first Michael Bay Transformers movie. 
uh, Hannah Gadsby and now me. Tasmania's, Tasmania's big exports. Errol Flynn, anyone? Robin Hood in the 50s, yes. He's Tasmanian. He was a real piece of shit, I think. Uh, he was a... He was a, a bit of a, uh, a bit of a bad man, but but yeah, by God, he played the shit out of Robin Hood. Anyway, if there's any more questions, I'll give them ten minute answers. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, you you were next. Never. That, that's a deep cut. Um, yeah, that's a that's a girl that uh, I think Mog threatens to cheat on Meg with when he thinks that she's kissing Al. I think Al was creepily coming on to me. I can't even remember. God, I, I don't read this garbage. <laughs> I don't know. But yes, no. But, but Susan will be coming. It's a great segue into the, the oft-mentioned Susan. It's Werewolf Jones's wife, who he often refers to. And uh, she will be making a big splash in the future. Get ready for Susan. Uh, yeah, I promise exciting new characters in the future. And all your old favourites. Uh, not generally. Um, yeah, there is a British uh, children's book series called uh, Megan Mog with just one G, a singular G. I put two Gs on there. I thought that'd be like legally airtight. Um, no, I didn't think about it. I was uh, I was doing a big graphic novel. It was like a Twin Peaksy kind of teenage drama with sci-fi and magic, and getting sick of it. Wanted to draw some like you know stoner comedy. Brutal Sadness, Roommate, Witch, Owl comics, like a sitcom on paper. And so I started doing Megan Mogg, and then I was like, oh, I like this. And people seemed to be like, oh, this is not shit. Um, so yeah, I kept on doing that. But in the back of my mind, I was always like, shit, Penguin Random House. What if they get wind of this? This is getting big now. This is on the Tumblr. The kids are reading it on the Tumblr. What if they try and sue me? But I should have called the character something different, like, you know, Megan and Michael instead of Megan Mogg. Al could be called Stephen. And then there'd be no legal ramifications. But uh, in exciting publishing developmental news, uh, Penguin Random House will be publishing and distributing Megan Mogg in the Latin American territories uh, starting at the end of this year. Um, so they're aware of me. Um, you know, I've, I've done work for them before for the old Penguin Random House, old PRH. You know, we hang out, you know. You know, I know the penguin. He's, you know, he's an interesting character. Yeah, you know, so I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, people say I ruin their childhood, you know, but fuck them. It's, it's a different thing. It's not, it's not a reboot. It's not a pastiche. It's just a stoned collage. I started doing these comics. What will I call this witch and cat? I've been drawing a lot of witches. Turned it into a thing. I'll call them Megan Mog, like those kids' books I grew up on. Be a big mistake, really. I mean, you know. It was like a Robin Williams flubber-esque fuck-up. I've been, you know, dealing with it ever since, bouncing around. Anyway, I think you had a question next, if my memory serves me correct. It was Tumblr. I mean, it just, boom, it's like... Uh, you know, it happened pretty quick. I mean, you know, for I, I was working in a bookstore. I was like 30. I was, you know, I was like, oh no, I'm 30. Oh fuck, you know, freaking out. I always wanted to be published by Fantagraphics by the time I was 30. You know, I was at work, like reading on the computer, like you know, the Comics Reporter resource list, and like, you know, who do I fucking send stuff to? I mean, I don't want to self-publish anymore. And like, yeah, fuck. And uh, yeah, 
Now I've lost my train of thought. I need a sip of my drink, actually. Now where was I going? Mm. I needed to bring it back to Tumblr, yes. So yes, depressed working in a bookstore, put all the stuff on Tumblr. And it, yeah, I don't know, Tumblr was good. It, it worked quickly. In a couple of months, I had like multiple publishers that I really liked writing to me and like, who's this? Who's this character with all this 200 pages of nonsense? Um, although Fantagraphics initially did not want to publish it. They thought it was shit. Um, but they eventually changed their minds and, you know, it would have been a big mistake. Big mistake if they hadn't. So yeah, no, it was Tumblr, but Tumblr's dead now. Um, Instagram's no good really for... I was talking about this with some people outside before. It's, uh, I don't know where you put stuff. It's like a big digital island of just, you know, you're just lurking out there. Like Tumblr had a really good, the, the viral thing. Like on Instagram, you can't like reblog. You can reblog stuff, but no one really does it. Like it's not about that. But Tumblr was about sharing things and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, you just got to get lucky, I guess. Make sure, you know... You know, like at the time I was working in the bookstore, I was like, you know, I'd work all day at work and then I'd go home and just work all night. You know, two hours sleep, drink a bunch of Red Bulls, vomiting in bins the next day at work. So you need to have bin vomit levels, garbage can vomit levels of passion and insane unhealthy workaholism. Make sure you've got that huge backlog of work and then just boom on the internet. And I guess that could work for anyone, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, I just I, I still draw on paper with pencils and I use food colouring uh, predominantly for the colouring agent. Uh, I don't know how to work Photoshop. I feel like a surgeon in front of a body and there's nerve endings spraying everywhere and it's like, what the fuck do I do? This could go any number of ways. So yeah, no computers. I did a watercolouring class in Canada a couple of months ago and I opened it by smashing a Wacom tablet over my knee as like a a statement. I cut myself on it and was bleeding the entire class. But I was talking about the virtues of like physical artwork that you can put in galleries in France and old women in hexagonal glasses, if you suck up to them, will pay exorbitant amounts of money for your original artwork. Or you can have it all on a hard drive and sell PDFs on Gumroad for a dollar and then your hard drive crashes and you put it in rice and it won't come back to life. And it's like, all my artwork is gone. This, you know, this, it's not even real, it's not real. You can't touch it. I like to touch my artwork. I like to be visceral with the page, really throw myself into it, raining colours down like a mad alchemist. Yeah. I think that answers your question. very dramatic. I like to move around. I feel like the way I write, it's like characters on a stage. I have my basic plot lines A to Z roughed out and then I, you know, rule up lots of little squares and I, I write visually very quickly, draw the characters and they react to each other and I sort of bounce around and I, I am the characters. I, I, I tread the boards. Yeah, you know, it feels reactive and I, I can't imagine, like, I've, I've tried to, you know, like do like a screenplay and write like a text-based thing, but I can't write like that. I have to write really quickly, visually, so the characters are moving and, and then I could transcribe that into a script and all the mannerisms are there. But then I was told you don't really want to put lots of mannerisms in scripts. But yeah, no, it's, it's visceral and it's, it's uncompromising. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the question. Oh. 
Oh, that, wow, that's a deep cut. That was, uh, that was like four years ago. I think someone at Funny or Die expressed interest in doing a short Megan Mog vignette, a live action thing. Now, I suggested Lindsay Lohan, because uh, mostly for marketing reasons. This was before Lindsay was like utterly fucked. Like there was still a shred of humanity there. <laughs> so I, I thought all the gossip rags in the world would be like, Lindsay Lohan plays Stoner Witch on Funny or Die. Like it'd be massive. You know, people would be like, whoa. It was, you know, pretty scummy of me, really. It was quite calculated, and uh, I'm, not, I'm not proud of that moment in my career. But, yeah, I mean, it just, you know, it fell to shit, you know? I mean, the executive got fired, as they do, and they move around from place to place, and they make you all these promises, and, you know, buy you a drink, and, and then you buy. I've had my Hollywood run-ins over the years. I could tell you some war stories. But I've turned down people, mostly. I'm very protective of my babies, and... Uh, I love comics because it's an autonomous medium. It's just, just me. I full control. I, I can't. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was doing something for a magazine recently, and they were like cutting out jokes, and like it was, it was, you know, first time in forever really I've had to like have you know a script editor and someone, you know, cutting my best jokes out. And I, oof, you know, believe in yourself. You know, you're your best editor, unless you're really bad at editing. But yeah, I'm depressed now. <laughs> yeah, probably get this signing on the road unless anyone does have one last burning question, a short question. Probably not. No, you're all just, you just want to get the fuck out of here, I guess. You've all got dogs locked up at home and babies that need their ear medicine administered. Uh, hopefully you've not left children at home alone. That would be, you know, not good. That would be a spoiler alert to answer that. Have you not read the new book? So, just spoiled it for everyone. Did you order direct from Fantagraphics? Yes, uh, if anyone ordered direct from Fantagraphics for the free promotional miniature booklet. Um, I was late getting that booklet in, so that's why the books are late. But you will get a very limited edition 12-page exclusive booklet that's only available through the mail order from Fantagraphics Books. Which is good for them because then they make like a direct sale, you know. That's the, the whole scam, you know, they just want to make a bit of extra money and bypass Amazon and the distributors and make some sweet, you know, sweet coin. Yeah, check it out, www.fanographics.com. Thanks for coming. You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget, you can listen to this and all of our other great podcasts at skylightbooks.com. Thanks again for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.